1: NY or text Hope NY in New York.
2: It's the recruiting roundup on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Schreier, senior analyst for BOL, joined by site publisher Tim Watts. Andrew Bone, senior recruiting editor, will be along shortly. We're going live for the first time, Tim, on the recruiting roundup. Does that does that maybe concern you a little bit with these uh with this no, trio we've got here? I was
3: googling the YouTube finds for some of my colorful language. So we'll see uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see if the good outweighs the bad on the live show.
2: There he is. There's our guy Andrew Bone. We told you he'd be along and Andrew, I just asked him about his concern level for this thing going live now with the recruiting roundup. I think we can keep it between the ditches, though. Let's ask the guy who showed up late. What's the concern <laughs> well, level? You know, 11 1101, same Andrew Bowen is the kind of guy
3: that makes me come because he's got a newborn.
2: Yeah, I but go. see, that's that's the thing. Andrew's got the newborn, and that I gets go. you no, no, no. by I for go. at least six or seven years. I used I it for maybe ten or twelve. Andrew. You know? I go
3: all the way to his house for lunch. We're eating in his kitchen, basically. And he's late. Hey, I, <laughs> hey I'm here. It's It's was I was it good, too. Johnny's. What's it called, Andrew? Huh? Johnny's. What's that restaurant oh, called? Yeah. Johnny's? Oh, yeah. Johnny's, man.
2: Yeah, it's a good I one. Like as a good one. Right, right, we're all here now. We're all here now, and we're also open to interaction from our fans of the podcasts and the shows, and certainly BamaOnline.com, so if you'd like to chime in with any thoughts or questions, we'll get to those as best we can. We are topic-driven on today's program, guys, because it is Auburn week. We're going to have a special Uncle Tim segment. Andrew's going to join in as well with some stories from the recruiting trail involving the Tide and Tigers, but in terms of recent events, Alabama's final home game of the 2023 season is in our wake now. The Crimson Tide blows out Chattanooga at Brian Denny Stadium last Saturday. Uh, give me some items of interest, Tim and Andrew. We'll get yours too that maybe came from the weekend.
3: Yeah, I think the biggest one's probably you know Ryan Williams coming back to Tuscaloosa for another visit. There was talk that he might go to USC. Uh, for a visit now those it's hard to take visits you know out of state or go a long distance when you're playing a game Friday night whoever you're going to see Saturday but he did end up back in Tuscaloosa obviously Ryan's one of the most elite, play, elite players in the 2025 class there's been talk about him possibly reclassifying which he's going to make that decision you know sometime in the near future on what he's going to do but getting him back on campus because look there's I'm not sure the whole coaching staff wanted to be at that Chattanooga game. I mean, it's an early start. You have a lot of players. You know, you're sandwiched after a really great run of, of, of games you played, and you've got Auburn coming up. So anybody showed up for that kind of game is pretty much showing that, you know, showing his true colors and, you know, what he believes in as far as the program goes.
2: What about it, Andrew? Yeah. Maybe what stuck out, stood out to you?
4: Yeah, I think just getting him back on campus uh, was obviously big, uh, as Tim mentioned. I mean, this was his sixth time in Tuscaloosa this fall. Um, you know, that, that's a that's a good bit of visits. And, you know, he was at most of the home games last season. And, you know, a lot of people trying to make a big deal out of him missing the uh, the Tennessee game uh, back in October. But, you know, we, we didn't really see that as a, you know, major, you know, issue at all. I mean, he's been to Tuscaloosa. You know, if he wasn't coming back to Alabama and, you know, continuing to visit Auburn, then you know, maybe it's an issue, but, you know, he's been to some of the smaller games, went to MTSU, uh, you know, he was in Tuscaloosa for the first game of the season and the last game of the season. So uh, I think Alabama feels like it's in a great position with, uh, with Ryan, um, you know, despite the visits elsewhere, you know, he's not only visited uh, Auburn this year, he also took an unofficial visit to Georgia. He wanted to go out and experience a few new things. And he talked about going to USC, potentially even Oregon and, Those trips may still happen, but know they would also be the first trips to those schools so i I don't think there's really much to worry about if he does end up going making a west coast trip at some point but big to get him back on campus we had a great interview with ryan uh yesterday that's posted on bama online uh he really updates his you know kind of status with alabama you know where things are at in his recruitment now as far as the reclassification stands you know he wasn't ready to talk about that just yet but you know said that he'll probably make an announcement uh, sometime in um sometime in December regarding that situation.
3: Yeah, there's been, there's been nothing really with Ryan. The thing that's interesting is that Ryan, you know, the funny thing about these kids is they say what they're going to do. I'm committed. I'm solid. I'm going to take visits. I want to experience other thing. And then when they actually go and visit it, you know, you go back, you might've dated a hundred girls and one was unfaithful to you, right? So you blame the other 99, you know, the other 99 about that one. Well, that's what happens with recruit guys and follow recruiting. You had one that flipped, so you think everybody's flipping when they take a visit, but me and Andrew, you, Travis, you know this rule, follow the visits, right? Follow the visits. Well, there's a lot of
2: breadcrumbs going from Sarah Land to Tuscaloosa. So, guys, as far as maybe prospects for this class and even beyond 2025, 2026, uh, any items of interest in the last week since we last got together here on the show Maybe uh, Jordan Seaton, the five-star offensive tackle. Maybe George McIntyre, the quarterback for the 2025 cycle. Yeah,
3: George took what he said would be his last visit before making his decision. Number two quarterback in the 2025 class. He went to Tennessee. Um, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. He's actually planning to go to LSU this week. Uh, so that would be his last visit. I'm sorry. And then he'll have... Uh, A decision coming maybe around January. Now, the dominoes are about to fall because you've got the number one quarterback in the country, Bryce Underwood, set to commit, I think, on January 6th. And then George set to commit. So a lot of those dominoes are going to start falling. You know, the quarterbacks, once they start, they don't really stop for a while. Um, I think Alabama's in good shape. I think they did everything they could. Tennessee's going to be. You know all in on him he's got a sister that goes there so they're obviously going to be a major player but alabama's did all they could they probably like where they stand right now um as far as he's been to tuscaloosa he knows the staff he knows tommy reese he knows the offense and when he's been you know his last game in alabama he saw a really potent offense so um yeah so he's had the decision coming up in the next few weeks few months
4: Yeah, I think with, uh, you know, with George, you know, it was good to get him back on campus for the LSU game a few weekends ago. Spent a lot of time with with Ryan Williams, Jamie French, two five-star wide receivers in that 2025 class. And, you know, when I was talking to Ryan yesterday, you know, he talked about – how he's been, you know, heavily recruiting George. You know, he's been talking to him a good bit. They've become really good friends on the recruiting trail. I think George has a tough decision coming up between, uh, you know, I think it's going to come down between Alabama and uh, and Tennessee. Obviously, he's taking that visit down to LSU uh, this weekend. But yeah, I think LSU. I think they're going to have a really good chance with Bryce Underwood uh, you know, when he makes that decision next month. Uh, so I, I do think that George ends up committing between Alabama and Tennessee, and obviously Tennessee – uh, rolled out the red carpet for him this weekend. They had him talking to, uh, to Peyton Manning during the weekend, and um, you know, they brought Dolly out. So they they brought all the stars to Knox for this weekend, but obviously didn't win the game. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it all unfolds with uh, with George, because well, we know that Alabama does have the number one quarterback in the country currently committed, um, and will sign next month. And and um, Julian sang. So does that play uh, a little bit of a role there? You know, we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, Alabama's always been able to sell. Quarterbacks, uh, regardless of who's on campus. I mean, you know, look at back in uh, you know, back several years ago when when Jalen Hurts won SEC Freshman of the Year. You know who did they sign in that uh, recruiting class? That next recruiting class, Tua and Mac Jones. So um, you know they're always going to tell you, you know, if you're the best player on the team, you know we're going to start you, no matter you know who started there before.
2: So, guys, it is Iron Bowl week, as we know, and we talked about it on some previous shows that maybe there's not as much crossover between the two programs on the trail outside of the immediate vicinity of the two programs as far as the state of Alabama uh, and how they recruit on a regional and national basis. But when you think about Saturday's game, certainly a big opportunity for Auburn to get a lot of top prospects on campus I think some of that obviously will have to do with the opponent. And from that perspective, are there some Alabama targets, maybe some Alabama commits that you're expecting to be in Auburn on Saturday?
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, I think, you know, first off, Ryan Williams, I mean, he's going back to Auburn. This is going to be his third trip uh, to the Plains this year. And we talked about that a little bit, you know, last night and um, you know, he, he he enjoys going on trips. I mean, he, he enjoys the recruiting experience. It's a once in a lifetime thing. But you know, Auburn certainly pressing hard to uh, to try to flip him, and they're going to continue to do that until he signs. You With know, another Alabama commitment, who's expected to be there this weekend is Jeremiah Beeman, top 100 defensive lineman, who's been committed to Alabama since uh, May. So you know, there is definitely a lot of uh, you know, a lot of attention on him. They're certainly trying to flip him. His teammate uh, is also a defensive lineman, 2025. Uh, prospect Jordan Crawford committed to Auburn uh, last month and they're certainly you know probably going to use that to their advantage there but you know in the end I think Jeremiah Demon's pretty solid with Alabama but probably more 2025-2026 recruiting battles uh, between Alabama and Auburn Um, you know tell me you want to mention some of those guys
3: yeah I just think overall for Auburn I mean you've seen this when Saban first got there I think the vid is just talking about whoever you get on campus is a win for them, you know, just to be in that environment, roll out the red carpet, play, you know, that's going to be the livest crowd. I know Georgia crowd's great when they go to Auburn too, but Alabama's going to bring a lot of the in-state guys in. But Travis, you made a good point. A lot of these guys are going to see both teams are just a good game. You know, we saw that with Alabama. We saw guys come and we saw DeMarcus Reddick show up, for instance, for an Alabama game. I don't think Alabama's particularly involved anymore there. Haven't heard much about them pushing or him looking to – to flip. So, but you got guys just want to come enjoy it. I mean, I think as adults, we often forget these are kids. They're just really big kids. You know what I mean? It's hard to look at a six foot four, 285 pound and think kid, but they are. They're 16, 17, 18. They play video games. They eat too much candy. They eat potato chips for dinner half the time, you know? So them want to go out and have fun it's not very surprising. So I'd expect they have a good turnout. Um, and you know, for Hugh Freeze, it's all recruiting right now. You know, especially after last week. I mean, this all in. I mean, that's you pivot from we're winning, come join us to shoot. Look how bad
2: we need you. You freeze is a veteran recruiter, and he's not going to miss many opportunities. Hey, we appreciate uh the folks tuning in, by the way. Nice turnout so far. Timothy Pack previously chimed in. Hattie May with some nice words. You guys content gets me through the work week. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all are great. Appreciate what y'all do. Auburn was overlooking. New Mexico State, but still they will play hard, as Hugh Freeze alluded to. Yeah, I think we all expect. Yeah, Alabama's always going to get Auburn's best shot. Going to get an extra shot, probably in that first quarter on Saturday.
4: I mean, Ryan Williams said this the other day, and and this is probably the same thought as as most Alabama fans is, you know, it doesn't matter what the record is. You know, Alabama can go in ten and zero, and Auburn can be, uh, you know, two and eight, and it's still going to be a good game. It always is. doesn't matter what happened the week before or you know the, the entire season before. you know this is always a tight ball game, uh, especially on the plains as, as we know, it's going to be loud, it's gonna be rocking and um, you know but Alabama has played extremely well uh, these last several weeks and um, you know I, I continue to expect them to do the same.
2: Twan checking in from Naples, Florida with the roll tide. He nice. sends his thanks as well. We appreciate you, Twan, for checking us out here on the YouTube and podcast homes for bamaonline.com. So, is it story time yet? I mean, is it time to get into the capsule, the well, time me, capsule let, and go back let, or do you guys got anything else? That.
4: Yeah, I got one more thing. Um, you know, uh, earlier we were talking about George McIntyre, but one guy we we forgot to talk about was Jordan Seton. Uh, yeah. Jordan Seaton came out the other day, announced that a top seven. It's always interesting when, when kids, you know, they're getting close to the end of their recruiting cycle. Like, you know, a month away from making a decision. You know, it's really between about three or four schools. But then they drop a top seven. So Jordan Seaton yeah, came they out. They go
3: backwards. They go backwards. <laughs> we go from hey, ten I'm to five that. to three to seven. You know what I mean?
4: I'm, I'm pretty sure Seaton had a top five. Uh I felt like we're right. That. So um yeah, there there are a lot of schools that are you know still heavily recruiting him, uh, Jordan Seaton, you know, number one offensive tackle in the country, who you know remains a uh, top target for the Crimson Tide, and you know, we've always kind of said this is a recruitment that's going to go down to the final days um, because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of attention on him. Everybody wants him. Everybody's treating him as a franchise. Left tackle. They want him to be a part of their program. He just took the official to Tennessee. You know, still trying to you know work on his uh, his remaining official visit dates. I think this weekend's off. He's going home back to Washington D.C. to spend time with his family. Uh, But Alabama still working to try to get him in for an unofficial uh, next month. You know, and I I think it comes down to just a few schools. Um, You know, I think Alabama certainly going to be there. Tennessee's you know certainly pushing hard. I think Ohio State's going to be there. Oregon certainly a, a, a top contender, uh, but those are some of the programs that you know are certainly pushing hard for him. Florida's another one, and uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. I mean, we're not gonna yeah. make any predictions just yet on, on Seton, but um, you know he's come out and said Alabama's his leader a month ago, but things are really getting tight in in the uh, in the Jordan Seton sweepstakes.
3: I think I think when you're talking about the number one offensive tackle in the country, and we're at six what are we six weeks away from signing day. I think his recruitment's just starting. <laughs> I think we're just now I think he dealt with the seasons, he's built relationships, but I think the NIL has to play heavily with a guy this talented, um high profile. And again, we've mentioned it a dozen times. We have never really it's not a great class, right? He's the best offensive tackle I've seen. Now, I don't do as deep a dive as Charles Power, but we I mean, you know, Andrew and I, we see our share of guys because Alabama's mentioned so heavily. He's the number one offensive tackle that I've seen, but I think there's just a lot in play um, when it comes to a guy like that. So I think we're just going to have to uh, see kind of what, you know, we're getting down to business, you know, party in the front, you know, business in the front, party in the back. Well, we're to the front of the haircut at this point.
2: Yeah, and stay tuned because I'll be dropping my top seven Thanksgiving sides (laughs) on T-Watts and T. R. Tomorrow. I just got – we got to get – I need an edits person for my top seven. Excited. Yeah, excited about that. He's anxious about that. I can tell. Hey, before we go down memory lane with some Alabama Auburn recruiting battles, Byron Walker, we'll check in with him right here in the comments, guys. Are you hearing any chatter about Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick possibly flipping to Alabama? Yeah, I, I have.
3: Shut up, Andrew! Don't be throwing me out here. I have not heard. <laughs> I have not heard anything really with DeMarcus Riddick in Alabama. I mean, he came to the Alabama, what was it the LSU game? Was it yet? And um, didn't hear a peep. We didn't hear a peep either way. So I don't really think anything's happening there on either side. Um, uh, with Perry, it's still interesting. I mean, obviously flip, committed to Bama, flipped to Auburn. I don't think that doors entirely shut yet, but I think we're still in the process of figuring out how open it is. But I mean, there's been rumblings, you know, not to start a, you know, not to you know, start a complete forest fire, but I don't think that door is completely shut yet. I do know for sure that Hallman, Wiggins and Perry have a good relationship, so there's still a lot of things to play. I mean, with six weeks to go, Perry's been pretty quiet this last six, seven, eight months, had a lot on his plate, um, but I don't think that door is completely shut yet, but I just don't know how far it's open. We're still keeping our ear to the ground there.
2: Yeah. Speaking uh, of, go ahead, Tim. Andrew. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I
4: was just saying. I agree with Tim. I mean, it's pretty quiet. Don't honestly. make me
2: answer. <laughs> then you agree, buddy. Do you not. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ditto. You know, you
4: know that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as far as DeMarcus Riddick, I mean, there's nothing really going on, you know, with, with the, him in Alabama. Uh, Perry, I think Alabama would certainly welcome him back into the class if he wanted to. Now, I don't think that's. In my opinion, that's probably not going to happen. He did visit Alabama twice this season, has remained in contact with coaching staff, but he's also been, a, you know, pretty active recruiter for Auburn. You know, been to Auburn, you know, several times this season, and um, you know, he's certainly one of the uh, crown jewels of of their recruiting class. So, um, you know, we'll see kind of what happens in, in the month of December. Some in-home visits, if anything, you know, were to kind of shake things up. But as of right now, I think Auburn's in, in a pretty good position with with keeping Perry happy uh, on their commitment list.
2: Speaking of flips, guys, let's talk Reuben Foster. Let's talk Cyrus Quanjo. Let's talk and Williams. I guess, Tim, could we go back to like Josh Chapman with uh with these scenarios involving Alabama and Auburn on <laughs> the recruiting trail in they- the past? Well, you came
3: with like the most dramatic-filled movies in history and then come with Josh, who is much <laughs> more tame. I mean, you, you start off with Reuben. We go from Perry to Reuben, speaking of things – that can happen right before signing day ruben is like to me just like one of the most epic stories to follow the fact that him and bradley Brosman was close you know you know you're talking literally you know yin and yang um ruben's showing up for an unofficial visit with like 20 visitors rolling out of a van um moving from high school to high school state to state dude was all over the place so i met. i'm going to watch eric anders fight First MMA fight in in uh, I can't think of the what it's called, but it's the uh, the lodge they have in Mountain Brook, Alabama. So I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, "Yeah, it should be quiet this weekend." Which I was like, "I know." I was like, "Man, I don't know <laughs> if you should say that." You know how that goes. So I'm sitting there, and I get start getting texts about Reuben having a bad thing at Auburn, and then they start a visit at Auburn because Ruben's literally on an official visit to Auburn. So I thought it'd be quiet till Sunday or Monday. So then we, uh, Ruben had a bad thing at Auburn. They got in a fight with the guy. Then more details emerge. I'm like, holy crap, I'm trying to watch Eric. I'm trying to follow this. And they got to get a picture of Ruben sitting in the cafeteria at Alabama. Sitting in the cafeteria at Alabama while he's supposed to be on official visit to Auburn, where I know he was there Friday. Saturday, he just left and took off. And uh, was there, and to make that weekend, that Saturday even crazier. Remember, Alabama had three running backs committed: Altie, Tenpenny, Tyron Jones, and Derrick Henry. And Alvin Kamara <laughs> showed up on that last weekend on an unofficial visit. And Eric Anders won, by the way. So ah. it was an eventful. I can't. I wish I could remember. i cut him out. Reuben had
2: for- ink. He had Auburn ink on his arm, or was this was this before that? Right. No, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he it, got was, it. it was. I think he got it the
4: day he flipped from Alabama to Auburn. It was during the summer. I think it was either I can't remember if it was late June, early July, something like that. You know, he flipped, announced it uh, and we were like, Well, that tattoo pretty much seals the deal there. But
2: (laughs) I I mean that'd be the only player in an iron bowl to play with ink representing the (laughs) opposing team in the game. Yeah, taunting them with it. You know what I
3: mean? Holding, yeah. holding his, holding like his forearm in their face. Ruben's recruitment was crazy. He was such a good player. He was a good kid, too. I mean, when you talk to him, he was entertaining. Um, he just, just, you know, I don't know if he enjoyed the recruiting process and he trusted. And, you know, when the Auburn, they let their staff go that year, I believe, right? And yeah. then Kirby, you know, Kirby never stopped recruiting him. Mean, you know, Kirby, that's one of the things about the great recruiters at Alabama. You see that with Kirby at Georgia now. Kirby doesn't let up. Pruitt doesn't let up, which can lead us to our next guy, T.J. Yeldon, who, Andrew, you take this one.
4: T.J. was an interesting one because he he committed to Auburn back in the spring uh, during his junior season and um, was pretty, you know, came out saying he was pretty solid with his commitment the entire time. And I I remember talking to, um, to Daphne's offensive coordinator a good bit. Uh, Mike Vickery at the time and you know he kept saying, you know, Alabama's still pushing here. You know, I think they're gonna have a chance, even though TJ kept coming out saying he was gonna stick. Now, Ryan Anderson uh, had committed to Alabama, yeah, I think around eight A or shortly after eight A. And you know, he kept telling me, it's like, oh TJ's flipping. I'm I'm in his ear every single day about flipping Alabama and, you know, fast forward, you know, you going into the fall and uh, you know, TJ was having, you know, a, a unbelievable senior season. Um, I think prior to his senior season, when he was a sophomore and junior, everybody kept thinking, well, "What position is this? Is this guy yeah. going to play when he gets to gets to college?" Because he was, you know, he was six foot one, about you know, two hundred pounds. He was, you know, catching a lot of passes. Was he going to be a receiver? Was he going to be a running back? And then, by the time he became a senior everybody knew this guy's a five-star bona fide, you know, elite running back in the country. And so everybody was wanting him And Alabama, kept pushing hard, led by, uh, as Tim said, Jeremy Pruitt. And and Burton Burns obviously was helping recruit there too. But, you know, going into the early signing period, not the early signing period, going into uh, December, right before the dead period happened, we were talking to TJ at the, Alabama Mississippi All Star Game, and there was a you know gang of reporters sitting out there talking to him, asking him, you know, where was he as far as his commitment status? He said, hundred oh, percent." And uh, and and then the next weekend, he ends up uh, flipping to Alabama. So, you know, kudos to uh, to Jeremy Pruitt for being relentless there and uh, and continuing to recruit him all the way until the end. But I remember uh, Vic texting me saying. On that Sunday morning, that he flipped, he said, Hey, I'm about to send you uh, an email. And I said, I thought it was kind of weird. I said, Okay. He's like, I said, What is it? And he goes, You'll see it. I'm about to send it to you. He's like, Just release it right at noon. I like, Okay. I knew what it was, but he just wouldn't tell me over the phone for some reason. He was just like, You'll read the email and and you will know. All right. So got the email. TJ's statement on why he was flipping from uh, from Auburn to Alabama, and, and obviously he had a uh, you know pretty special career. I think that next season, as a true freshman, was when he took that screen pass uh, against LSU from um, you know, from AJ and and scored on the, those last few seconds. So um, what an unbelievable career he ended up having. But you know, there were so many great players that we've seen um, as far as flips. You know, Jaden Roberts. That's kind of the latest one. You know, Jaden Roberts
3: flips Texas guy.
4: Yeah, yeah, he went from Auburn to uh, to Alabama during that during that early signing period. Um, you know, nobody you know really, you know, and re- nobody really knew who he was at the time. As far as Alabama fans, they knew this kid was, um, you know, was a target early on, but there wasn't really a lot going on. Played with
2: Damian George, I guess, at North Shore, right? And the yeah, running that, back. Uh, yeah, they were in that same program. Yeah.
4: yeah. That was a. I guess that was a uh, that was a Kyle Flood special there.
3: I'll give I'll give you one Quentin Williams, who's Ooh. one of my favorite because that Lance Thompson recruited that area. So here's what here's how it shook out. Now I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but Lance Thompson. But. Remember they, they ended that season poorly, and Coach Saban was pretty upset with some of the coaches. So I think Lance was wondering if he's staying or not. Well, so Lance ends up being let go or leaving and going to Auburn, depending on who you talk to. He was definitely let go, but he went to Auburn. And Quentin commits to Auburn, and I don't think the Alabama staff really knew a lot about Quentin because he was young. He was in Woodlawn, I think. He's not a lot of – um where was his – what was his high school? Woodlawn. Oh, it was Woodlawn. Hey, I got it. So they – uh <laughs> I was going back to Liberty Lane, so we got him. This Um I don't think the staff really knew about him. I think Lance – you know, Lance you know, Lance knows how to live in the muck now. He knows the gray area, so he probably had Quentin in his back pocket. He committed him. I think they were like, what the heck? He committed him early. He committed him pretty quick too at Auburn. So, and obviously, you know, it, it wasn't a whole lot to, to get Quinn into, to flip. You put the, you put the Bama staff on him. Um, I don't remember Mario or who recruited Mario, Bo Davis or whoever, but I think he only took one official visit to Alabama at the end of the day, but that was a pretty, pretty funny story. And, At the time it happened, we didn't really know it was that big a deal. We just like Quentin Williams, a Birmingham kid. And then little by little we were like, holy (laughs) you know, we started, you know, film wasn't as readily available as it is now. You know, you got people posting it on uh, social media when they film a play, but obviously a massive one.
4: I remember seeing Quentin at the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game and thinking, Man, this guy, he's a big kid that can really, really move. And, you know, you're thinking, you know, he's going to be a, he could be a really good defensive end. Um, you know, once he gets to Alabama and develops and um, you know, he turns into one of the best defensive linemen in the, in the Nick Saban era, but you know, another kid that, you know, we saw the Alabama Mississippi all-star game that was a big Alabama uh, Auburn recruiting battle was Rashawn Evans. Um, oh. you know, was, what a, uh,
2: that's what a, a recruitment
4: that was! You know, Rashawn went into the spring before his junior, or before his senior season, and didn't even have Alabama in his top seven. Um, you know, that was a that was a recruitment that Alabama kept kind of chipping away. I think they were trying to figure out exactly which position he was going to play because he played mainly uh, on the defensive line. He is um, a defensive end. He never really played linebacker that much, and Alabama, you know, that they wanted him as a linebacker. You know. Six foot two, two hundred and you know, ten pounds. You know, they they weren't recruiting him as a defensive lineman. And once they started chipping away, they got into it uh, with him. You know, in the fall, you know that birthday party. You know that that his grandfather's party. That's the highlight. Yeah, the highlight of of that recruitment. And um, you had Alabama, a swarm of Alabama coaches. All assistants. Now, I don't think there were any. You know, I don't think there were any head coaches there. Um, but you had all these assistant coaches from Alabama and all these assistant coaches from Auburn. You know, it's kind of like you know being at a um, you know at a sixth grade dance. All the guys are on one side, all the girls are on another. That's kind of how Alabama and Auburn was. You know, he would go talk to them a little bit, then go talk to Auburn a little bit. <laughs> he said it was so weird, but you know Kirby.
3: It's the granddad's birthday party, right? Yeah, he was the yes, granddad's birthday party. So,
4: and these coaches
3: now, this guy is a grandfather up in age, probably getting tired at some point. These coaches are not leaving until midnight when they got to leave. I think it went dead at midnight. Sounds they, right.
4: they want to be the last last one standing. So, I'll well, tell
3: you what, look, Kirby, I mean, obviously, does a great job, did a great job at Alabama, does a great job at Georgia. Um, but Kirby, I remember getting some pictures of Kirby and some of the other assistants, and they they were having a good time. They weren't like, they were having fun. That was a party now. They were all in there working it. And, you know, it was more than that. And I'll be honest, I didn't think Evans, at the time my theory was, because, you know, the kids that went out of state always, they didn't really do it in the lunchroom, right? They they just committed. So when Mm -hmm. Evans announced it at Auburn High School, in the gym, sold out crowd, I was like, because I told, I mean, I told Travis, I said, does he have the nerve do that and he did <laughs> i thought
2: he might need the pope mobile to get out of there i wasn't sure
3: but now i mean now it's pretty common these kids you know everybody just rallies around them and all but back then it wasn't really done as much the kid was staying in state staying in city in that case it was almost always uh done at the school and if not he didn't really you know you don't see a lot of guys you know you didn't see a lot of you know guys announcing from louisiana they were going to to Alabama. I mean, you saw what happened to Landon Collins when he announced it. <laughs> His mom was yeah. ready to tackle so, um, yeah, it. So, but much- it was, the the crowd was behind him cause it was a major eruption. They were pretty just happy for him. So um, but the, but I don't think the city was, <laughs> I, I think the city was, No, I think uh, they were, they never yeah, gave him the a key. The city of yeah, Auburn. They, yeah. right. they built yeah. it for the electricity yeah. in the gym that night, you know, like, Hey, but if, if because- y'all
4: remember, if y'all remember, you know, the Auburn official athletic site announced Rashawn as a commit or a signee right before he announced his decision. Um, It was kind of crazy because I'd gotten a call the night before from, from somebody at Auburn. um, I won't say who it was. Somebody at Auburn said, Hey, what are y'all hearing on your end? Um, I said, Hey, you know, they go either way. Uh, Even though we had kind of heard that Alabama was trending a little bit that night, uh, you know, you just never know what was going to happen the, the next day. So I just said, "Hey, it could go either way." And they said, "Well, he hasn't told us one thing yet. You know, we don't know a, a thing about what Rashawn's going to do tomorrow. So if y'all hear anything, let us know." Okay, sure. Um, but uh, but then he gets to his press conference, and about five minutes before he announced the Auburn official athletic site, and Auburn fans will. We'll, we'll, we'll remember this. A lot of Alabama fans will remember it, too. But uh, they released it that he had signed with Auburn. And it's like, well, whatever. And there was already celebrations and everything. And then all of a sudden, he announces for Alabama. I, I think I spit out my drink because I wasn't even paying attention really that much to it. Because you know, once you see the official athletic site announce that he's a signee, you just don't think that's going to happen. And you think that's, you know, legit. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Rashawn was such a great kid, great family. Um, you know, enjoyed watching his career, and you know, which is still going. I and mean, currently with That, the might, that might have too
2: been back in the fax cam era, which only, which only I was around fax cam back. I in tell you thing about it, Evans,
3: I will never forget when he was talking about training. We used to say, "What are you doing to get ready for college?" And he was out there slapping horses in the butt and chasing them down. That's what he Rocky said. He, style was, with the he was like making them yeah. run and grabbing their tail, and I was like. And I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where people behind horses get Will Richards. Will yeah. Richards, so They get kicked 30, 35 yards. That kid had of the-
4: one of the biggest motors of any prospect that I had, have scouted in, you know, all these years. I mean, I've been in it 20 years. Tim's been in it a little longer. Um, I mean, he could run and run for days. He was chasing quarterbacks nonstop. I mean, he had that uh all, that Alabama Mississippi All Star game where he he was named the MVP of the All Star game. I mean he was he was unbelievable. I think mean, he had you know four sacks in that game, but uh, he was uh, he was certainly one of the best uh, kids that has played at Alabama at the linebacker
2: the guy all that right. Alabama used inside. They'd kick him outside some in pass rush situations. He was one of those early hybrid guys um, that you saw at Alabama. Absolutely, we, Andrew. We are not closing
3: that. this out. And we're at the end almost without si- Take Cyrus. Take us out. Cyrus Quanjo. We are not done talking about this without Cyrus Quanjo,
4: right? We'd go down for days. I mean, there's a lot of kids, but Cyrus was, uh, man, I was wonderful. Uh, bizarre,
3: I guess,
2: best way yeah, to describe it's, that. Uh,
3: you know, we had heard, and Cyrus had told that told me that Ari, his brother, wasn't really recruiting him to Alabama because they he felt they were both left tackles. I didn't really think, I really didn't pay a lot of attention to that because we knew Ari was not going to be a left tackle at Alabama. He was Denver, either a right, right
2: tackle or a guard the whole way. So up. we
3: kind of, I kind of just like didn't really pay attention to it. So then he'd come down the road. He committed. I'll never forget. He committed. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to react. I just went and sat down to eat dinner. And then I get a text from somebody near the Bama staff and said, This is an older, over hold up. You know, and I was like, What do you mean, side over? They said he hasn't signed yet. So then we had, is that 48 hours today? How long did that last? It's it lasted so it went until when, or excuse me, it went from Wednesday
4: till Saturday. Because, yes, I was, I, it was was a while. A, I was sitting at a casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, my birthday is always around signing uh, February signing day, and so we were like, all right, we're leaving, we're going, we're going to the casino for the weekend and you know, have a good time. I was, I, I remember watching that announcement, and I remember Auburn reporters being like they knew that he was going to Auburn and I kept thinking why do they why are they so confident that he's committing to Auburn today and then he commits to Auburn and you know his parents if you people remember watching the the signing day ceremony his parents just kind of looked at him like
3: Where are you going? (laughs) Like, we'd never even heard of Auburn before. The dad literally looked as shocked as every Alabama fan in the country
4: because they they didn't go on the visit with him to Auburn. The only visit that they took with Cyrus was to Alabama. Um, and they just felt like that's where he was going to go. And then I got a call from one of our reporters, uh, at the time. She was the only person who had still remained uh, at the press conference at the post press conference, but called me and said. Hey Cyrus, his family is kind of going uh, ballistic about this announcement. They're very mad. They're saying that he's not going there. Um, you know, so tell your fans that he's probably not going to sign with Auburn today. So we you told know, if Auburn you look there.
3: at it, if you look at it from a neutral standpoint, it's not crazy. Cyrus really thought that Auburn and Alabama is not far from each other. Parents can visit us both. We're both left tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alabama was stunned that already thought he was a left tackle. So there's a whole, a whole <laughs> little thing to go over. So I kind of see what he was doing. But obviously, you know, it's, uh, the parents wanted him at the same school. They just had to talk to him. I mean, it was, uh, it was the way it happened. And then it went kind of quiet. You know what I mean? And then it was just over. He had just signed and it was done. And we were, you know, we put a wrap on it. But it was, uh, I'm not shocked a lot that, that was, i trying to think. Is that the biggest shocker you ever had,
2: Andrew? I don't know of uh, yeah, there hasn't been too many. Uh, I mean, obviously, the you guys weren't of- shocked by Tim Tebow going to Florida. That wasn't no, a, that wasn't a yes. shocker.
3: Oh, okay. no, that was uh, no, I think Mike Shula was shocked. I think <laughs> the three of us probably knew what was coming. Um, I've had them sneak up, we've had them sneak up on us, you know, we had. Jojo Earl happening to last minute, but we've always had like a heads up and some hours to get prepared. Yeah. Um, You know when they're almost snuck by me was Xavier McKinney. I just completely forgot about him. He was committed to Clemson. They were like, he's announcing tomorrow. I was like, what? So I start digging, in that morning it's just a couple hours. But I don't know if anyone that's ever just been, um, boom like that, totally unexpected. Partly because we just didn't entertain the thought he wouldn't go to Alabama. Parents said they were playing together. We had everything. Everybody was on the same page with Cyrus and Ari, who had been scheming. I think Ari's the smart, the smart brother. No, you go over there so I can be a left tackle. So not a he had a,
4: he had a good final week. You know, his the last visit he took was to Auburn. Uh, so they had him there until Sunday and then he had signing day on Wednesday. And um, you know, heard he had a good time in Auburn that weekend. You know. Yeah. Was still fresh on it his mind. But you know, ultimately signs with Alabama. So I'm sure you know we can look back at some of the big recruiting wins that, that Auburn had has had in the last you know 20 years. But it's hadn't been many as far as you know these impactful type players that ha- have gone on to uh, high priority. I think
2: yeah. history
3: has taught each staff to kind of punt. You know what I mean? Like when you get in a battle in state, a lot of times they'll walk away to keep from losing and just go find another guy. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you don't want to continuously lose to Alabama or Auburn and Auburn for sure will go because auburn has got that connection in Georgia. That's very, very fruitful. I mean, they're basically touching the the state line over there. So um, we don't see as many battles as we used to. I mean, Perry Thompson was a big one this year. Um, uh, Obviously, Um, Demarcus Riddick was good wins for them, but for the most part, I mean, you know, a lot of it's just dictated by out of state stuff. And although 2025 is going to be interesting because there's so much talent, and uh, you know, Nick Saban built the University of Alabama on the 2008 in state class, really. I mean, obviously, a lot of talent came from out of state, but we're you know, you know, right, you know, getting the majority of guys in the state that year was
2: huge, getting you know,
3: to that next level.
2: Well, it's been a lot of fun. No doubt about it. Auburn week brings with it stories and perhaps storylines for the future, as Tim just outlined for us. Guys, this has been a fun one. Enjoyed, Enjoyed it. it. This was a good one. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving and we will see you
3: next Monday. And come hang out with us on the round table. Be, absolutely. We got a
2: week full of. Jovial pleasures coming. Sure. BamaOnline.com. That's where you need to be. The Roundtable, our premium message board, a great place to post up. And we're going to continue to have the video content for you right here on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, you see that button right there. Just hit it, turn on those notifications. You'll get all of our video content as it drops right here on YouTube. For Tim Watts and Andrew Bone, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us for the latest installment. Of the recruiting roundup, and until next time, so long, everybody. Madness
0: is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200. In bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.